Welcome to the seventh episode of the Think Wildlife podcast. Today we have Nikita Thavan, who is the founder of Youth for Animals. Welcome, Nikita. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Nikita. I'm currently 16 years old, and I am interested in animal welfare and environmental conservation. And I'm currently leading a campaign to free an African elephant, Shankar, from the Delhi Zoo. And yeah, I'm really excited to be here. She's also the founder of. uh youth for animals so nikita do you want to talk a little about the foundation and how when it when when do you started why do you started and what do you hope to achieve from it sure so i started so youth for animals is an initiative for young people to advocate for animal welfare and against animal cruelty so i started it during the covid pandemic and i noticed that you know everyone was feeling these feelings of being isolated we were angry we wanted to you know go out and we just felt very confined in our homes so that allowed me to reflect on how animals would feel like in captivity in zoos and this is not for their safety like it was for us but for our entertainment for us to just look at them so i that's why i started youth for animals initially to phase out and reimagine the concept of zoos and uh so we started mostly activist um sorry we started more on social media so we're on Instagram Twitter LinkedIn we had articles artwork and um just raising awareness generally about wildlife but we started narrowing down on elephants so this is our flagship campaign um so i had done an internship with world animal protection in india and i learned about temple elephants and i found it ironic how in india you know we're always praising elephants yet you know our words do not reflect our actions because they actually go through mistreatment and cruelty so that's why we started that's why how i became interested in elephants so i think that for youth for animals our main focus right now is shankar we want to bring this to the end and um but main vision is just to inspire the youth we want younger people to join and um just amplify our voices maybe we can talk a bit more about the free shankar campaign so when did it start and what do you hope to achieve from it so we started in we launched the change.org petition in october and i had started visiting shankar a few months before taking pictures videos asking the caretaker what is his diet how long is he chained so just to give background on shankar he was a diplomatic gift from zimbabwe in and he came to india in 1998 and he's uh currently in his mid 20s and there was another african elephant with him his mate but uh she unfortunately passed away in 2000 in the early 2000s so he's been alone ever since and just been confined solitarily he has no visual or auditory communication with the other um asian elephants in the zoo he's chained for you know 17 hours a day and his diet is not natural the vegetation is not natural his enclosure is barely an acre so when i visited him honestly my heart broke because i don't think any animal or you know any creature should be in that condition and um even if you didn't know what an animal was you could see that he was in a very uh terrible state and uh another thing i noticed was there was a railway line right next to him so elephants have very sensitive ears so it just it was very disturbing and that's when i decided to start the shankar campaign and so what we initially did is we uh compiled scientific information on why elephants should not be in confinement and we sent that to the zoo 
And then um, they didn't respond. So then we sent a legal letter to the Ministry of Environment and again, the zoo, and they didn't respond. So then finally, in December, we filed the public interest litigation in the Delhi High Court. And uh, just for a timeline, it was accepted in January and our next hearing is in July. And sorry, what we're hoping to achieve with this campaign is that we want Shankar to basically be free from the zoo and go to a sanctuary in his natural habitat. So we have an agreement with a foundation called the Aspinall Foundation, and they're willing, they've been very empathetic to the cause. They're willing to pay for all the expenses and facilitate Shankar's translocation to a sanctuary in Africa. So that's our final vision for him. Okay, that sounds great. So your next uh, hearing is on the 6th of July. So how are you feeling ahead of it? Um, we're feeling good, I think. I think we're just really hoping that the court hears us this time because uh, we had our uh, second hearing in March and then in um, May, but both of those got postponed. So I think just really hoping that we our case at least gets heard. And yeah, I mean, you can't really predict what's going to happen, but um, just keeping hopeful. How has the public support been for this campaign? Uh, the public support has been great. We're very grateful to everyone. I think uh, our petition is almost reaching around 200,000 signatures. So that's really, really amazing. Uh, people have been emailing us and reaching out to ask about Shankar's health, his solutions, many, many options. And so that's uh, really nice. Uh, but I think it's also that with every step forward with the Shankar campaign, we're also focusing on other elephants because elephant captivity is a global issue. And we sort of want to create this network of support within animal activists from everywhere. For example, there are many people fighting for an elephant named Lucy in Canada, Billy in the LA Zoo. There's um, a recent petition on Bunka in Armenia. And, you know, there's Happy in the Bronx Zoo, which is a very popular case right now. So I think just um, there's increasing awareness for the suffering that elephants go through in captivity. Um, For example, actually, Born Free released a report uh, called Legacy of Shame. And this was about elephants in the UK. And it talked about how as a result of captivity, elephants, they suffered from Uh, behavioral and physical abnormalities. They had poor reproductive success. They had higher infant mortality. And I found it surprising that in the wild, African elephants have 10% infant mortality versus 40% in zoos. So that was really shocking. And because of those problems, zoos keep on importing more and more elephants. And this is harmful to not only those elephants, but also the natural elephants, because you're disrupting their natural social structure, because elephants are very similar to us. They're forming friendships like us, bonds like us, they grieve like us. So you're just disrupting that family or herd when you're just taking away random elephants to display them in zoos. So I think uh, it's really good to see that there's been more awareness and more action. So I think that's one of the main reasons that we've been able to get public support on the campaign. So recently in India, there's been a lot of work being done to rescue temple elephants. What are your opinions about like the future of uh, captive elephants in India? Yeah, so I think I think one of the main things Youth for Animals is working towards is kind of reimagining the concept of zoos because I've never really been fond of them. I don't think the one, I don't think, you know, many of them are working towards conservation. It's mostly just for public display and 
there are better ways that we can, you know, um, create a better life for elephants uh, using like sanctuaries and SOS centers or anything. And there are better ways to educate yourself on wildlife. So I think that the main step we should be going towards is just phasing out zoos in general. There's so much space in India, honestly, uh, for the Asian elephants uh, to habitat, um, inhabit. I don't know. Sorry. Um, and I think that um, there's also one of the main grounds for our petition was the Central Zoo was by the Central Zoo Authority Circular in 2014. And that was basically saying that elephants are banned from exhibition in zoos in India. So that was one of our main, you know, things because it had clearly been violated. So I think just adhering to that, finding a better solution, of course, takes time. I think that would be the next direction for India. Do you want to talk about some setbacks you faced in this campaign and with youth animals as a whole? Yeah, I think one of the main setbacks was finding a solution for Shankar because a lot of the people that we talked to, they kind of dismissed us as, you know, utopians. They said, you should just pick a domestic sanctuary in India for Shankar. You should work with the government and just not try to go against them. It's just more feasible. It's more practical. Your vision of sending him back to Africa is, it's just not, it's just not possible. And I think while it's important to be practical on that side, and while we did take their feedback, it's also important to look for the ideal solution for Shankar. We're not trying to go halfway with him just to make him a bit better, because I feel like moving him to, while a domestic sanctuary would be a great temporary option, moving him there will just be a little bit better because it's not his natural habitat. And second of all, he will be in solitary condition because there are only two African elephants in India. One is Shankar and the other one is Rambo in the Mysore Zoo. So if you move Shankar to a nearby Delhi sanctuary, it's not going to solve the problem. He's still going to be alone. You can't put him with an Asian elephant um, because they're different species. So I think the, that was a problem because, um, but we eventually came past that by talking to Aspinall. And I think that was another setback. Also, finding a sanctuary who will accept Shankar. A lot of people had problems. They said, we don't have enough. Like, we already have a lot of male elephants. Because incorporating a bull African elephant is very difficult to do in a herd, especially after he spent a lot of time in captivity. So we had emailed around like a dozen sanctuaries and it was just not working out. But um, I think just persistent and resilience was important. And we just kept going. That's great. You are also the uh, youth ambassador for Born Free Foundation and for Earth Day 2022. So how have your experiences been with that? I think it's been really rewarding as an experience. Uh, For Born Free, one of the things I like is that my ethos aligns very, uh, it aligns perfectly actually with Born Free's mission. They really believe in keeping the wild in the wild and appreciating the role animals play in nature. And they're also very focused on education, uh, which I think is really important. So they had recently a seminar in the UK to educate children on how to make change um, how to start a social media campaign. So I recorded a video and sent it over. And they also are working on a biodiversity framework. So I love the work they're doing. And it's been a great experience. And as for Earth Day, I think 
the unique angle it provides is that it creates a bridge between animals and climate change. So recently I wasn't aware of that connection because I just looked at it through a compassionate perspective. We should treat animals fairly. But recently I've learned about how elephants play a very key role in mitigating climate change, uh, which was really interesting. Uh, I think so basically I learned that elephants, they basically prune the forest and I'll get rid of the understory shrubs and trees and twigs. And that allows that there's less competition for light and water for the larger trees with greater wood density. So they're able to grow more and capture greater carbon. So that's creating a greater carbon sink in the forest. So I thought it was very interesting how elephants contribute to that process. And um, in relation to that, I organized a webinar with a couple of guest speakers as a part of Earth Day. Uh, which was the role of animals in mitigating climate change. So I think that link is very important to understand. And it was just something new, so it was good. What are your future plans with both your NGO and in terms of your personal career? So for uh, Youth for Animals, I think just focus, we have a lot of youth volunteers and we're thinking of maybe making a program where they sign up and because and maybe like take over and have their own causes. And I think some other areas we would want to focus on is uh, animals in tourism, because I think that's really big. For example, elephants in the Amur Fort. And also what I said about reimagining zoos, what that would look like in the Born Free Report. They talked about what a phase out plan actually entitles, because it's it's more complicated than just getting rid of all zoos. You can't do that. So um, I think maybe talking about that and I think main flagship program Shankar campaign is going to take a bit of time. So I think that's one of our main visions right now. And as terms, terms as my, of my personal interests, I'm looking to get into environmental policy, law and ethics. And um, yeah, so just that's what I'm briefly interested in right now. And yeah. And final question. So uh, what is your advice for uh, young people who are who want to get involved in a wildlife conservation but don't know where to start? I think the best place to start is just starting small and starting local because um, the reason I chose Shankar and not the other African elephant is just because Shankar was in Delhi. And while it might seem, it seems small at first because it was just for one elephant, but I think in the bigger picture, the campaign is so much more than that. You want to set a precedent for all the other captive elephants in India. So I think when you're starting a campaign, have a larger vision in mind, but keep in mind that you should also start small because you create a ripple effect when you do that. And also focus on um, inspiring other people because that's what creates movement, in my opinion. For example, I was inspired by another case for an elephant, Kavan, in the Pakistan Zoo. So just like I was inspired by that, my main goal is to inspire other young people, set that ripple effect. So I think when you're starting a campaign, emotionally involving your community and really focusing on um, creating that sort of um, energy within the youth, I think it can be really powerful. That is my last question. Thanks for the interview.